Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years. And I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated, and glowing, and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, My Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. It's been a minute since I've done a solo episode, so I just wanted to hop on and talk to you guys about the 10 most valuable lessons I've learned in 2023 so far. It's crazy to me that 2023 is already more than halfway over. Like It just blows my mind that it's already almost August. And I've definitely got to say that this year has been one of the most transformative years of my life. It definitely ranks number two next to 2021 when I had Hunter. I don't know how to put it. It's been the most challenging year, but also the most rewarding at the same time. And I think that rewards don't come without challenges. So yeah, I just wanted to hop on the mic and this is going to be a little bit cathartic actually because it's going to be kind of like a little therapy session for me because I haven't really given myself time to fully talk about what's happened so far this year and really process it. 
So I'm excited to be here doing that with you guys. Let's just dive right in. So number one, the first lesson that I learned in 2023 is just because you grow up with your parents doesn't mean you know who they are. Sometimes it ends up being that as we get older, we in turn have to parent our own parents. And I've definitely had to experience that a lot this year. 2023 was just like, boom, the doors opened. I was literally on vacation to celebrate New Year's in Cabo. And I got a really kind of tragic and terrible phone call from my brother. And I won't go into too much detail about it, but it was a pretty traumatic phone call. And I've never heard my brother cry so hard. And I'll never forget the moment I got the phone call. I was sitting, enjoying the most amazing view in Cabo, sitting around the breakfast table with everyone. This was, I think, two days after New Year's, or maybe even the day after. And I picked up the phone and my brother said, Cherokee, you need to come home immediately. You need to take an emergency flight right now. And so I literally flew home the next day from Cabo, packed my bags, had to do a complete switcheroo of clothing items considering it was January in Maine. So threw out all my bikinis from Cabo, grabbed all my warmest stuff, and then took the next flight out that next morning to go to Maine and be with my family. Some pretty devastating things have happened between my parents. And now I cannot believe that I'm saying this, but everything is all good, back to normal now. Thank God, because it has been a very difficult journey. You know, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember who it was. I will make sure I put it in the notes for you guys that when you're in a partnership with someone, you get to experience so many different versions of that person. You know, so essentially you're getting married to three different people because people change, they evolve, they grow. And it's hard to view your parents in that light because you're so used to seeing them one way, at least coming from my experience. And sometimes you kind of forget that they're human in a weird way. And even when you're in your 50s, you can make big mistakes. That's just the number one lesson that I learned. And it's been a really interesting journey parenting my own parents. To round this one out, I just want to say it's okay that people change and people's minds change, their personalities change, their interests change. And you have to learn to accept that and grow from it and learn from it. So that's the first lesson that I learned. Number two is never take your freedom for granted. And you're probably thinking like, what are you even talking about, Cherokee? Like, (laughs) what do you mean? This is all kind of going back to that first lesson that I learned. We do take our freedom for granted. We don't realize how lucky we are to just be able to 
wake up in the morning and get to go outside whenever we want or cook a nice meal or leave the house whenever we want because so many people out there are not able to do that. My dad went through a really difficult experience at the beginning of this year where his freedom was essentially taken away from him. And it was really hard being out of control and not being able to help him feel free. And it took a huge toll on me emotionally and it was really difficult. But now that he is free and out in the world, I think it's given him and me and our whole entire family a much greater perspective on life. It's the most simple thing that we all take for granted on a day-to-day basis is just simply being free and being able to do what we want to do when we want to do it. So that's number two. Number three is don't underestimate how resilient and strong you are. Humans are capable of so much and I've learned that from interviewing so many amazing women on this podcast. And I've actually been able to experience that within myself so much this year. It's made me really proud of myself, how much I was able to take on. And it's built a lot of confidence in myself. I, you know, essentially was the rock of my family for the first six months of this year. On top of that, I was also working every day. I was also a full-time mother, a full-time partner. Also, while dealing with lots of legal issues and family dynamics and trying to be positive at the same time when on the inside, I really just wanted to break down and cry. But I had to be the strongest I could be for my family and especially for my dad. It's so funny how the roles reverse sometimes because my dad to me is and always will be the strongest person in my life, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And he was really broken down at the beginning of this year. And I had to step up and be there for him and be that strength for him. We as humans, we forget how incredible we are We are able to withstand so much in our lives, whether it be physical trauma, emotional hardships and heartbreak, mental difficulties. I mean, there's just so much that is thrown at us on a day-to-day basis that we are able to deal with. And it's really been such a beautiful, eye-opening experience to remember just how strong we are. Of course, giving birth taught me that, how strong I was not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally and spiritually. But this year has taught me it in such a different way. And I've really overcome a lot of difficult mental struggles (laughs) and emotional struggles, especially. And so I just want to remind you all Whenever you're feeling down or weak, just dig deep and harness that strength within you because we all have it. 
yes, in the moment, it may seem like it's never going to end or you're never going to come out of it. But I promise you that you will look back on those hard times in your life and you'll be so proud of yourself for being so strong. Number four is if you want something done, you got to take action. No more putting things on the back burner. No more saying like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. No, you just got to do it. Just get it done. I'm a huge fan of just doing things myself. And I think that has a lot to do with my control. (laughs) I like to be in control of things, but got to admit, I (laughs) put doing my taxes on the back burner and I did not file my taxes for four years. And now I'm dealing with the repercussions of that and it absolutely sucks. So if you guys want something done, my advice to you is just to take action and to not procrastinate. I know that we all have a million things on our plate, but if you're able to kind of compartmentalize and organize your life so that way you can be the most productive you can be, you'll feel so much better. And this year was a big lesson for me dealing with lots of legal things that I had no idea about the justice system and all of that, trying to find lawyers and talking to lots of people of power that I kind of felt intimidated to talk to, but also felt like if I want to get something done, then I just got to push that fear aside, say, fuck it. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but this is what I want and you need to listen to me. So that's that. (laughs) Number five is prioritize your peace. I think this is probably the most valuable lesson that I've learned this year because I think that the events that took place for the first like four or five months of this year have really just put things into perspective for me. It's really helped me to just realize what's actually important in life. And when your family is taken away from you or things go wrong in your family, it really just opens your eyes to make you realize like, wow, nothing else in this world matters. Before all of this happened at the beginning of the year, I would put so much stress and emphasis on the dumbest little things. And I would cause fights between Josh and I over such stupid, insignificant things. And I think a big thing that I've taken away from this and prioritizing my peace is just realizing like, it's not worth it. Just choose peace and happiness. It's so much easier And it's so much better for you, for your family, for everyone around you. So I highly, highly recommend just taking a step back, maybe when you're angry in the moment and just asking yourself, like, is it worth it to get worked up over this? In the grand scheme of things, what does this really equate to? I think when people say like prioritize your peace, you kind of have this vision of people meditating and 
doing self-care and which is great, which I am all here for. But that's not really how I've put it into practice into my life. It's more so just changing your mindset of when you are escalated in the moment, just taking a step back and asking yourself, like, why? Why are you getting so worked up right now? And is this worth it? So I highly recommend trying that because it has done wonders for me and my relationship. Number six is change your mindset to optimizing the time that you do have. This is really geared towards all of my parents out there, especially my mamas. I know how difficult it can be to find time for yourself. And that is definitely still the biggest thing that I really miss about not being a mother, but also like I would never trade it for the world. But I've learned to change my mindset to optimizing the time that I do have and so that I'm much more productive within that amount of time. So like, for example, my week is structured pretty similarly on a week-to-week basis, depending on you know whether or not I get modeling jobs. I have a nanny two times a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays and Wednesdays are my days to just get shit done. And I'm actually so thankful for this because before, when I had all the time in the world, I would just like fuck around and waste time. But now I schedule out my Mondays and Wednesdays to the last minute. And it has helped me become so much more productive and optimal with my time. And so I've really channeled that mindset of being thankful for the time that I do have. And it's actually made me accomplish so much more in a weird way. Like even though I have literally a quarter of the time to myself, I've accomplished so much more within that time because I know that I'm on a time limit. I know that it's it's hard sometimes and you just wish that you could get away and do your thing, do whatever you wanted when you wanted. But it's really helped me to be in that mindset on my Mondays and Wednesdays. Of course, every week it does differ because random modeling jobs come up here and there. And so my nanny will come on the days that I do have a job or Josh will take Hunter. But for the most part, Mondays and Wednesdays are my days. And so I highly recommend using I used to be old school and I would love to physically write down my to-do list. But ever since having Hunter, I've actually started utilizing my notes app so much more. And I've found that it's actually worked better for me. And so I just go into my notes app. You can do the little list thing where it creates the bubble that you can check off once you're done. And so the night before you know, say Sunday night, I'll go in my notes app and I'll just write in all caps Monday to do. I'll list out all the things that I have to do for Monday. And I'll usually get 90% of the things done. And so it just feels so good to be able to do that and to optimize your time. So change your mindset when it comes to the little time that you do have as a parent, especially a new parent. 
As busy individuals and parents that are always on the go, it's nice to be able to utilize products that not only look good, but are functional as well. Ondar products are next level quality using highly sourced leather that helps minimize and organize what you carry. I'm a huge fan of the Indie, which is this gorgeous crossbody bag that they designed. And I can't tell you how convenient, durable, and cute it is. I got it in the color Crema, which is a nice neutral color that I can pair with anything when I'm on the go. I was recently in New York and it was so nice having the perfect size bag to just throw over my body with all my essentials in there. They also make backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. So for 15% off your order, just use code CherokeeLuker at checkout when you go to Ondar.com. That's code CherokeeLuker, capital C and capital L, for 15% off your order at Ondar.com. Number seven is, I love this quote that I heard about parenting and it's the days are long but the years are short and I feel like that is so true especially now that Hunter just turned two it is just wild how quickly the time flew by the fact that he has been on this earth for two years already it makes me want to cry but if you all can just remember that yes in the moment the days are so long. By the end of the day, I am so fucking exhausted. Like I lay my head on the pillow and could instantly pass out. Even just closing my eyes right now, I feel like I could take a five hour nap or even just go to bed for the night. Like good night. Anyways, but yes, we are all so tired at the end of the day. There's lots going on. I mean, I'm in a very specific stage of motherhood right now, Hunter is a toddler and it is extremely challenging at times. Also extremely fun and extremely rewarding. But I cannot tell you how long those days feel sometimes. But I like this quote because it just reminds you to cherish those long days and to be present in those days. And yes, they will feel difficult sometimes, but those years are going to pass by so quickly and you don't want to miss it. So just remember that the days are long, but the years are short. And I already have so much anxiety thinking about the day that Hunter no longer wants to hug me constantly or hold my hand or, you know, so just focus on the good rather than the bad. Number eight is rally for your partner always. I've always been like this with every partner. I never really say no when it comes to having sex. And I think that I've implemented this a lot more now that I'm a mom and I'm extremely exhausted at the end of the day. It feels a lot like more of a challenge these days for sure. Before, I would just be like, oh, yeah, let's go any time of the day. (laughs) And now I'm just like, deep breath. Okay, we got to do this. Because I think that it's important for 
you and your partner to connect and still have that physical intimacy. And as parents sometimes, and especially as mothers, as women, you know, our sex drives aren't biologically typically as high as men. And so what I've really been practicing a lot this year is just remembering to not neglect Josh because a lot of times my focus is so much on Hunter that I barely have any energy for myself, let alone anybody else. So because I'm just giving, giving, giving so much to him. And by the end of the day, it's like, I just want to fucking go to sleep. I'm so tired. But I promise you that once you start, you'll love it. You'll get into it. It just takes some, you know, motivation. But I can't tell you a time that I've ever rallied or had sex with Josh at the end of the night and regretted it. You know what I mean? Like it always makes you feel better after. So that's a tip that it may be controversial. I don't know, but this is just my opinion and it's worked. Mind you, our sex life is definitely not as active as it once was. I mean, rightfully so, as every relationship goes through these different stages. But when it does happen, it makes it extra special because it's not happening as often as it once did. And so I think that if you put in the extra effort, it will pay off and it'll make you feel closer. And I don't know about you guys, but like if we go for a while without having sex, it kind of just adds to my lack of wanting to. But then once we are having sex more often, it makes me want to do it more often. I don't know if it's because I'm like thinking about the last time and I'm like, oh yeah, that was fun. So that's just my point of view. Number nine is imperfect parenting. This is something that I struggle with sometimes because Hunter is at such a difficult stage in his development. Number one, for starters, they say that boys are a lot more energetic and kind of a lot more difficult than girls, especially at this stage in their lives. And I definitely found that to be true. Not that I have a daughter to compare it to, but just based on people's experiences and videos I've watched and research. It makes me feel a little bit better and it justifies some of his, you know, wild child behavior. But imperfect parenting is a term that I heard, I think, from Melissa Wood. And it just resonated so much with me because we're not always going to get it right especially first-time parents. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just doing the best that I can on a day-to-day basis. And we have to give ourselves more credit. And it's so funny to think back to before I had a child. I'm not going to lie. I would judge some parents. You know, like, for example, if I saw a family out to dinner and their kid had the iPad sitting in front of them, I would just, you know, roll my eyes and be like, I will never be one of those parents. And now I can't leave the house without the iPad if we're going out to dinner because it has been our saving grace. And yeah, a lot of people get shame for it. 
But hey, I mean, sometimes you got to provide the entertainment because if not, then you're going to have a really unpleasant dinner. You're going to disrupt others. And it's okay if you want to give your child a screen sometimes, especially when you're out in public. And if they're watching something beneficial and educational, then there's absolutely no harm in that. And it's not only with screens, it's just everything. It's trying to deal with temper tantrums because we are in the terrible two phase. You know, Josh and I have a bit of a different approach, and that's a topic for a whole other episode is um, communicating with your partner on how you want to parent your child. That's been a little bit of a struggle between Josh and I, not going to lie. He's very bad cop. I'm very good cop. And I think that sometimes it's hard for the fathers, or at least this is just my experience with Josh, sometimes it's hard for the men to remember that it's biologically wired in us as women and as mothers and as nurturers to want to comfort our child. And that is totally okay. And it's also okay if your partner doesn't feel the same about it. So imperfect parenting, nobody's perfect. We're all doing the best that we can. And I think that if you're able to kind of get down on your child's level and just be there for them and nurture them, but not in a way that's going to enable them to continue doing whatever behavior you say that you don't approve of or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's been a journey for sure. And I'm definitely a very imperfect parent, but I am learning every single day and I'm growing as well. And I think that it takes a lot of patience and it takes a little bit of discipline. It takes a lot of bartering to parent your child. And it's going to be hard and shitty sometimes, especially when they're having a meltdown and all you want to do is just, you know, get down on the floor and have a meltdown with them because you're just so frustrated. But what I've found that works for me when Hunter is having a meltdown is do exactly what I just said and get down on his level, say, it's okay. Mommy is here for you. Go ahead and cry it out. I'm here if you need a hug, but you have to let them do their thing. And I think where Josh wants to take a different approach is that he wants to more so discipline him when he's throwing a temper tantrum. And to me, instinctively, that doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. And so it's a learning process. And it's about talking to other people. It's about doing your research. And it's about knowing that nobody is perfect and nobody knows how to perfectly parent their child. But if you're emotionally available for them, then everything's going to turn out all right. Just don't be so hard on yourself. Number 10 is this quote that I heard, and it sounds super cheesy, but Alana, whom many of you may know and have listened to her episode, My Pilates Instructor, we were out one evening after a Pilates class 
getting some drinks on a Friday. And I can't remember if we were a little bit tipsy or not, but she said this quote and I actually really love it. And it's, it's not about the amount of friends you can count, but the amount of friends that you can count on. And I know it is super cheesy, but it's honestly so true. I think as we get older, our friend circle tends to get a lot smaller. And I think that it's due to the fact that we are getting closer and closer to who we are as ourselves at the core. As we get older, we become more comfortable in our own skin. We know what we want. We are aware of certain energies that may not mesh with yours or, you know, whatever it may be. But I've found it pretty difficult to make a solid group of friends here in LA. And I feel like just now after being here for a little over five years, I'm just now getting like a solid group of friends that I can really count on and trust. And that's okay. Like it doesn't matter how many people are in your friend group. You just got to have those one or two people who you can count on and trust and you're good. It also boils down to your family because honestly, Hunter and Josh are my best friends and I'm okay with that. Like, It's fine with me. It's hard to make adult friends. It really is. When we're younger, we're you know, in school and we're surrounded by a bunch of peers our own age and we tend to form those really intimate childhood bonds with our friends. And don't get me wrong, I will always have those childhood friends for life. And it's a, it's a very different bond. But it's hard dealing with sometimes as an adult, you know, wanting that bond and connection with with your friends. And sometimes it's hard to find, but I just really liked that quote. And I think that it's a good reminder for anyone feeling lonely that it's not about the amount of friends you can count. It's about the amount of friends you can count on. So yeah, I'm going to end on that note. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit weird in the beginning because I was alluding to a lot of different things that um, happened at the beginning of this year that I don't really feel comfortable like fully opening up about. But I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this year has taught me so much. I feel like I have transformed into a whole new version of myself from the lessons that I've learned from this year. And so that's why I kind of wanted to do this episode is because all it takes is one little event in your life and it can kind of change your whole entire perspective and outlook on everything. And that's kind of what this year has done for me. Like I said before in the beginning, it's been one of the most challenging years, but it's also been the most rewarding. So just remember that when you're going through it, that there is light at the end, I promise you. And you will be so much stronger and you will learn so much from all of the hard times that sometimes we have to go through. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
Let me know some other topics that you'd like me to talk about on my next solo episode. It's actually really hard doing a solo episode. I feel like there's so much pressure like to not stumble your words or to not pause. And it's kind of a weird feeling just sitting here talking to no one. But I'm hoping that all of you guys receive this in the best way. And I hope that it helps. Even if it just helps one person out there, that's all I really care about. Yeah. So it feels really good to just kind of let things out because, you know, like I mentioned before, I haven't really had a lot of time to myself. Whereas before having a child, I would have all the time in the world to just, you know, write down my thoughts, process things more have time to go to therapy, which is definitely something else that I highly recommend for everybody to go do. And I need to practice what I preach because I need to make that more of a priority as well. So yeah, I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to let you guys process everything that I just talked about. And hopefully you can walk away with something valuable. All right. I will talk to you guys all next week with a very lovely guest. It's super inspiring and I can't wait for you all to hear. Again, thank you all so much for the support and the love. It means so much to me and we'll talk very soon. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILF Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.